Wrestling Brain is filmed in front of a live audience and can be found on twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain. Come join us Wednesdays immediately following Dynamite to share your opinions or just hang out with some fun guys. And if you are listening to this podcast, please rate, review, subscribe, give us five stars, anything you can to help promote the show. And if you do this, you could be one of the many, many, many people who are saying Wrestling Brain. said it couldn't be done but we are back here doing it you are rocking with the wednesday night a show uh i mean produced better than ever i had a ton of countdown both the first and second time we went live tonight uh a wonderful wonderful start to the program hello to the brainiacs in the chat how the hell is everyone doing you are rocking with the wednesday night a show it's me you and these oops too the man of 100 likes in Come the on. box with me tonight as we go up and down and move it all around and talk about this go home edition of AEW Dynamite leading into this weekend's All Out, the AEW signature pay-per-view. Hello and come on to my big brother, Zoobs. How we doing, man? I feel great. I'm excited this to be here. Uh, always a highlight. Glasses game. We watching the biz. MDK shout out to my two gang members, Josh and Come Zoobs. on. Thank you, Nick. Uh, very, very thank Nick you. Gage Nick Gage at the beginning of the show is the exact energy I need. He's the only <laughs> guy who matches me out of a cannon. A guy who, you ask Nick Gage how his breakfast Come on. is, and it's, it's full on. Here's breakfast. And uh, it gets me in that mindset. Thank you to the MDK God. Uh, yeah, Ryan so awesome. Is the Joker. Go home show. Uh, a bunch to get to in the chat, Zoobs. Do you want to jump in? Say hello. Thanks to the subs. Get things going with the Brainiacs before we talk about the rest of the week, before we talk about Dynamite. Yes, I'll do all that. I, you know, I don't get to say anything at the top of the show. You throw it to me and it's just, just sound alerts. I love it. Uh, let's hammer through a little bit here. Uh, Pace foul starts us off 18 months. That's a year and a half. I don't know what, I don't know how you're, that's a long time. That's a year Doesn't even half. make sense to me. Come on. Uh, Irish Mac, three months. Subscribe with Prime. Cadenza, subscribe with Prime, 11 months. Area Thrasher, subscribe with Prime, 11 months. Coming up on a year. Uh, those two people, those two. <laughs> that folks. is true of 11 months. Come that on, Cadenza, undeniable. Like Cadenza and, and uh, Area Thrasher, been around for a year. Uh, Bobby Burritos, eight months. Uh, Trillian McGinnis, eight months. Subscribe with Prime. Cheers from E Prime, Pace Fell. G Bane, Come on. 19 months. Sam Fells, 18 months. Bygone, Gin and Juice with Prime for six months. Torque Penderloin. Big Mox. 17 months. Some of these links don't even make sense. Come on. I know I've probably said this before, but there are instances where it's like, we've been doing it this long. And then when I think of what a year ago was or 17 months ago actually is, might be time to wrap up this channel, guys. And the overwhelming, overwhelming response in the chat is about new specs. Oh, yes. Right. Uh, This is the first show I've done with them. Yeah, great. what do you think, Zoobs? You're a man. You look, who, you look incredible. You look incredible. Thank you. Yeah, I uh, I feel like I took the, the first. Is this normal for glasses? The first couple hours, I was like, I don't think this is right. I think they got something wrong here. Like it felt like a little warbly. But now, when I'm looking at things up close, I am like, well, that's much easier. So uh, yeah, thank you, everybody. Uh, if if you're saying nice things, appreciate that very much. 
Uh, follow up subs. We got Stone Cold ET for 13 months. America is so bad hitting the one year mark. Getting, uh, I believe it's the Matt Lee. If you get the the Daddy Magic Matt Menard uh, icon beside your head when you subscribe for a year, that's a big one. Daddy Magic, huge one. You, you stand out. People, people, your comment comes up in the Daddy Magic's on there. People take a second to read it. Oh, well, without question. If if you've got uh, the mouth of Menard, let's say. Uh, your words are being heard. <laughs> Zoom, so much to get to on tonight's Dynamite. But before we do, I just want to sort of address, we are talking about the go-home episode of Dynamite that just happened tonight. We're not going to be previewing all out too much. We are going to be doing that on producer. Matt, Matt you want to say hi to everybody real quick? perfectly timed uh like i said you got nick gage here me here zoops here I, my hand doesn't go my arms aren't long enough uh to show the drop in energy pulling that in here off the top uh but matt and i have a saturday morning show ground floor zero on this very channel saturday mornings 10 a.m in the west one in the east that is where he and i and guest tort penderloin who i don't know if he's in the chat tonight but he is if he is hello to big slack We'll be previewing the entire all-out card. DraftKings has odds out. And frankly, I'll be laying some juice. There are some bets I very much like <laughs> heading into all-out. So we'll be talking about some bets I like, giving you picks for each and every match. Uh, that'll be Torque, Maddie, and I this Saturday, 10 a.m. in the West, 1 in the East. But if you are even craving for content after tonight, sooner than that, Sick Nick East is back with the rank down tomorrow night on this channel. He is ranking, putting into a tier list, the entire AEW roster. S tier, A tier, B tier, C tier, Bim tier. Zoobs, you know how fired up uh, you and I and others would get for the rank down. It's a great time. It's a ton of fun. Nick does a great job. Uh, it's a ton of fun to get in there and argue. You end up feeling passionate about things that I think you often didn't expect to feel passionate about. It's, it's not That's even it. so much the like... Oh, Kenny Omega is S. It's like, yeah, okay. Maybe there's one or two people that are like, oh, he's only A. And you're like, you have that little thing. It's the it's the guys that some people are like, oh, that's Ben. And you're like, that's a guy who should be in B. Like, hold Absolutely. on. Absolutely. <laughs> or, or even more micro where it's like, no, that person can't be above or below that person. Right. Like, no, that is a, so. The high C, low B divide is always uh, is always really big. Um, so, man. Come on. That's incredible. Anonymous gifter giving one to Nyla Rose. Made a piece. Anonymous gifter back and better than ever. Maddie, do you mind putting up that schedule graphic you made? Uh, we'll show people. And then, of course, dudes, double dudes tonight. But then Sunday, back with a bad habit, but better than you ever had it. It's the reason we do this channel. We're going all night. It's our pay per view holiday college. Monday, too. You got nowhere to be. I don't, I don't even I don't have the excuse that I get nothing. I got nothing in the bag. If we're done before 7 a.m. Zoobs this time, we <laughs> failed because we are going all night. Taking your calls the moment all out ends. It's going to be a hell of a pay-per-view. We want to know your thoughts on it. Come right back here the moment it ends. Zoobs and I are going all night on that. That's going to be great. Uh, thank you for this great graphic, Maddie. Now, if I, if I understand, you also have a song talking about this weekend. Is that true, Matt? That's correct, Josh. Wow. Now, you feel that energy. This guy's... <laughs> I thought, maybe wow. I, I thought maybe I'd, you know, bump it up a notch. I liked you know? it. I felt, I felt bad for the last time. <laughs> let, let, let's hear the let's hear this song. I'm excited to hear this. Oh, no. 
Matt, if I could be totally honest for a moment. Yeah. You are remarkably talented. I'm saying this. <laughs> I'm like, you could give me you could give me a year to come up with that and I wouldn't be able to do it. Oh well, Unbel- I unbelievable thank you, thank work. You. Matt, that was mind blowing. That was <laughs> as good as the best songs on this channel. But how cannot, long did it take you to write that? Was that today? I cannot you wrote stress that? enough. I cannot stress no. enough how many different types of songs Matt has made in the in the very short time that I have known yes! him. The did, all, did all the music on less than Jay's, which is like <laughs> six different, completely different genres of songs, has come up with all kinds of stuff on here. Unreal, unreal talent. <laughs> well, well uh, consider like this is a song that literally goes wrestling brain, all out weekend. We can't use this again for a year. Like this is <laughs> you. Like it is an incredible labor of love that you did that. We need to play that again. We'll play that again later. I'll, I'll repitch it later on in the show. <laughs> I know I'm eager to hear that song again. I think I speak for uh, these zooms and the Bradyacks there. Uh, thank you, Matt. What a, I mean, the energy you, in guys. question, thank the you. talent, unimpeachable. <laughs> unimpeachable. <laughs> Quite good, it just didn't remind me in one year. The Matt emotes are flying. Maybe my favorite emote on the channel. Me too. Uh, we should uh, let people know if you subscribe, you get access to all sorts of emails. You can have our heads fly around the screen, all sorts of fun stuff. I'm sure you've heard the sound alerts. You just scroll down a little bit to get to those. Uh, you can distract me and watch what a pro of the Zoobs is. So, uh, so much fun with the sound alerts. And now Zoobs. Plugs are not over. Because if you were here for the first time, we'd love it if you did it with a follow. Uh, and if you were here for the repeat time, they're smart. You sound alert over the plug. That's how it's done. <laughs> uh please hit follow if you're here for the first time if you're here for a repeat visit please consider a subscribe it's so easy to do with prime reaching the wallet otherwise we're here all week maybe we'll earn it and now i think it's finally time to do what it is we do best around this channel which is of course with where i am going to ask you these oobs and the brainiacs in the chat and i am very interested this week on very a scale of one to seven one being the worst and seven being the best what do you rank tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite, Zoobs? You know you didn't spend any money watching this, but you know what you did spend? You spent time. You know what I'm always saying about time, Zoobs? There's no refund for time, baby. You can you can haggle your money back. You can talk to somebody in customer service and get maybe a little bit of that hard-earned cash back. But there's no haggling at the end of the day for the two hours that you spend on Wednesday nights watching Dynamite. One to seven. Maddie, hit that music. One. Two. The runaway hit of the year is come on. Nothing. We've had two things get over this year. We've had in wrestling, you want to get different things over. Thanks to Matt, we've gotten a slogan over. And thanks to Bobby Burritos, we've gotten a t-shirt over. And those are those are big check marks for uh, you and I, Zoobs. More on that later. Uh, if you don't mind, Zoobs, I'm going to machine gun through the, the scores in the chat here. And then we'll get to your score and uh, overhead thoughts on Dynamite. Here we go. Scoots Brode with a seven. Bobby Burritos with a seven. Shop top with a seven, hits Marrow with a 
six and a half. Kirk Penland with seven. I am Hayab with a seven. Stone Cold DT with a six. Sam Fells with a six. Hey, my name is Will with a five and a half. Zang Zone with a six. Sweaters one with a six. Qui-Gon Gina Juice with a six. Pacefile with a six. Area Thrasher with a seven. Cadenza with a six. C Sup of 55. G Bane with a coward seven, a 6.9. No clue what this is with the six. Tom Hummel with the six. Corvax 1266 with a six. E Prime with a six. Hot Tuna with a six. Fruits are edible with a seven. Stick with a six. Six. Scoots Brother with a seven. Brick Mittens with a six. Kev Sell with a six and a half. Thomas W with a six and a half. Danny Roche with a 80. What with a six? Uh, orbit class eh. America is so bad with a seven. Irish Mac 21 with a six. Nibble 05 with a six. Obi Wan Kabashi with a six. Caleb in the house saying, Great ratings so far. We're yeah. big fans of everything. Uh, Caleb underscore blog does around these parts. Our pal, uh, Caleb, big fans on this channel, big time. Uh, and truly McGinnis with a seven. Josh is spitting this early 90s band, but now it's time for Zoobs to spit Zoobs about maybe a five and a half, six average. If I average can find a way chat, to sub while there. I make karaoke, uh, so can you. Where are you, the Zoobs, on uh, tonight's Dynamite? Just want to give a quick shout out as Gumby, uh, give me, Gumby says, if I can find a way to sub while I'm at karaoke, so can you. Look at that. I mean, I, that's a better plug than I could possibly give. It, it could would, be at yeah, karaoke. Would, would love to know what Gumby has written down in the, in the, in the, in the, in the you know, holster. Yeah, what will they sing? Karaoke. Very interesting. Uh, very cool. Um, you know, I, I agree with sort of, I think I think the average has it about where I feel. I, I'm not as, I think a lot of times with seven, I feel like you have to, you have to come in knowing it's a seven. They're sort of hard to be talked into seven territory because you're sort of like memorable, no doubt, super hyped up. I was certainly very hyped uh, at a couple different parts of the show. I think it's obvious when you get the main event of the pay-per-view uh, sort of sold in a night, you know, hands out. And, and I'm very sad for the people who were like, well, there's not going to be a main event. <laughs> like whatever people thought was going coming into the night where the like main event isn't announced. Come on. <laughs> well, well, I yes, mean, anyone, we anyone who yes, watched we this or ground floor zeros <laughs> knew what was going to happen. We told you, we said, here's what's going to happen. And it came to pass uh, on this week's dynamite. So yeah, I, I, I would say like six, yeah, I'd say a six. That was, I mean, listen, thoroughly entertained for again, as always, through most of it. We, I sit and say, like, thankful that this is sort of the wrestling, the wrestling show that you get. Although, I, a little light on the wrestling, I think, this week, probably intentional coming into the pay per view, a little more like had some business to tend to and had some uh, T's to cross and I's to dot before they got to all out this weekend. But I think we're going into all out in pretty good shape. I think on paper, you're looking at a pretty good night of wrestling. No doubt about it. And I think uh, I'll just rally it right on back to you here, Zoobs. Do you want to let people know what we're doing for format tonight, tonight in terms of covering the show? Uh, just, I think I think we stumbled across something we liked last week. We're just sort of like we're going to we're going to tackle the, the biggest thing first, I think, in our minds. And I thought today today that's going to be the Mox uh, Punk thing versus like talking about the Mox promo then waiting for the Punk promo to come up in the show. Just going to tackle it all as one big thing and then into the show with Danielson. And then we're going to have uh, Wednesday night tweet, I think. What a Wednesday night treat, if you're asking me. The horrible music of AW Dynamite plays us in, but not for long. Wild Thing hits the speakers, and uh, Zoob's not for everyone, but I know you will remember this. Do you remember when Sammy Guevara won the interim AW TNT title, and then won the actual AW TNT title, and then he was carrying them both <laughs> around as if this made him a two-belt champion? And it drove me up the wall. You remember this? Of course. Yeah, of course. Big fucking mocks. No such fool, of course. He has unified the belts. And so he comes out with. Oh, I am an answer. Hi to Gigabox7381. Thanks for the first time chat. 
and uh, a happy ass man to you. He's got one belt on his arm. The wild thing is here, introduced as the undisputed AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, they immediately give away the bag. The first line JR says on the show, did CM Punk return too quickly? As, <laughs> as John Moxley is walking out, did CM Punk return too quickly? Now, a backdrop of booze behind big fucking Mox here, Zoobs. A very weird thing. We haven't seen this guy booed ever in AEW, baby. So I'm trying to think of when we've seen John Moxley booed, and it certainly isn't common. Uh, but of course, we're in CM Punk's hometown of Chicago tonight. And John Moxley steps on the skull of his battered opponent. Of course, if you missed last week's Dynamite, he puts up Mox or CM Punk twice, puts him up and down for the paradigm shift, pins him in under three minutes. And tonight, he's making it known. What happened to the 60-minute man? I had 57 minutes left last week. Did you? It's pretty good. Pretty good, Mox. When guys get in the ring with me, we find out what they're really made of. And he just really leans into how Punk crumbled, how this showed you what the guy really is. He didn't just beat Punk. Chicago, you may love this guy, but he laid out on a platter. He is a martyr. He is, his body's not, hold on. He is just not who you think he is. And I showed you that. I thought a fiery promo from the big fucking one out the gate here. Zeus. What do you think of Mox's promo here? I think he has a deep, deep catalog of very good promos. And this one is the best would be my uh i think as you said booze uh, on the way out but like a, a mixed reaction and i think he got a ton he was able to like do enough in this promo to get huge amounts of both reactions as well you know what i mean where i sort of like he, he had a mixed he had a mixed audience and he got maximum booze and maximum cheers in the same promo i think he sort of really did you know end the conversation about him being a guy that they see really high and sort of, you know, there was a when he went to rehab and the, all the new guys came in, there was sort of like, where does Mox fit back in here? And like, yeah. he's been on a, such, an, such an absolute tear since he's been back. And uh, the title run, I'm a, you know, when, when he when Punk was gone and he was the interim champion, I thought I was like, man, I love his imprint on the show. And I think um, really showing why he's that guy that, that if CM Punk goes down, who you can get the belt to and build the company around it, it is Mox. And I, he really is like right now at the top of the food chain and it's, it's awesome to see him sort of embrace that and sort of um have that be the badge and i thought i thought just so good i loved i loved all of it i loved having the open contract and leaving it in the ring uh, i thought it was awesome fragile ego fragile body weak body weak spirit he continues just laying in champions never fold uh an all-timer from Mox out the gate here. Uh, I liked his shots at the New Japan roster during it too here, where uh, it felt sort of like a Hey Colt Cabana, how you doing moment, where he said, Rocky, you guys got anyone left over there? Rocky Romero, of course, the backstage on Dynamite sometimes, but known as the liaison between New Japan America and New Japan uh, Japan and uh, New Japan proper. And uh, just a nice little nod to who's bringing people in there. Uh, absolutely loved this, and yet the best was yet to come as he explains this contract that you alluded to, Zoobs. He's already signed it. He does not care who the opponent is, and you know why? I am indomitable will personified. I'm off the couch at this point. I'm off the couch. <laughs> Whoa! Indomitable will personified. Could you make that your nickname somehow? I Yeah, put, I, you put it on a shirt. It's going to be on a shirt. Um, 
Indomitable Will AF. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It'll be like a jersey in the back. They'll say Indomitable will be the, not the name. <laughs> they will make it into the worst thing ever because it's a mock piece of merch. Uh, I don't know why. Fox is a guy who, you, you're right about this catalog of promos, but the catalog of lines he's dropped over the past couple of years too. And yet, besides the, the, the returning were the good guys from when he announced his pregnancy live on Dynamite. I, you know, it's like, oh, all these great lines, but I can't actually recall them. I am indomitable will personified. I will remember a year from now because he is, and he shows it and he believes it. And it's true to his core uh, off to the races to open up uh, a W dynamite. Face uh, <laughs> fall. Some great lines in the chat. I have to acknowledge. Face fall. No, we live in a, we live in a society and it's fucking indomitable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Caleb blog, indomitable good. will, indomitable will hunting from Caleb blog. Uh, <laughs> nice. Very good. Who's brought? Oh, I like this. A, a recent merch match. Indomitable will is non-negotiable. <laughs> <laughs> that one might be uh, my favorite of all. I mean, just much like self-defense, of course. <laughs> oh, that's great. Really good. Really good. Uh, if you have to open up AEW Dynamite with something, I'm happy with it if it's going to be a big fucking Mox promo. So now we fast forward in the show. Uh, or no, I should, sorry, I should say one more thing. He leaves this contract in the ring. And producer Ace Steel walks out and grabs the envelope with the contract in it and then walks to the back. Now to fill, I won't go now again, if you need years of CM Punk lore, don't worry. I do ground floor zero every week or the, let's just say the forum's a little freer. Uh, Ace Steel is CM Punk's longtime coach, best friend. Punk has this me against the world thing and always has, but Ace Steel and his adopted family, and in particular, the middle sister of that family, who we again referenced tonight as his little sister, those are the two people. It's always like Ace Steel and his sister are the two people he really trusts in this world. Uh, so I knew the moment Ace Steel had this contract, what was happening. Fast forward now. Of course, they're not going to let Chicago go without the punk man. They're not gonna, they're not gonna make you go without Chicago. As Cult of Personality hits the speakers, and their hero, CM Punk, is out. Now he looks uh, how would you describe him here, Zoobs? Is he a, a deflated? You're, you're you're so good with the synonyms. Well, he's putting on the exact same, he's putting on the exact same face that he put on when he did relinquish the belt it was like the ex he looked he looked exactly the same is sort of how i noted it I was like oh he's he really has captured how he felt in that moment and used it here uh was sort of the sort of the way i um felt yes um, so yeah I, I thought that i thought that was a real a really easy to draw parallel for me it was sort of that like coming out and going to be giving us bad news and, and knew it and it was almost bittersweet to be getting a good um to be getting a good like reaction from the fans of like them being happy to see him. It's almost like, Oh man, I, I, I'm not what they want me to be right now. Sort of thing. I wish I didn't know who a steel was. Cause I suspect he was so viable here that I might've believed he wasn't going to be there on Sunday. Like there's a version, like there were definitely fans out there who were like, wow, CM Punk might actually be off again just from his walkout here, uh, where he looks. So all, all these ways you put it June 1st, I broke my foot and then making matters worse. I wrestled the match on that foot. Doctor said, I pulverized the, bo the bones in my foot. And then a guy in the audience goes, Colt Cabana. And CM Punk goes, there's 16 screws in my foot. And here's the, <laughs> it says something about the guy's a fat ass and he's never going to screw anything. Uh, and an off the top quip from the still turning heel CM Punk. And uh, 
Oh my god. The f- beginning of this promo, I felt was like almost borderline he didn't quite have them. Like he was sort of figuring out they want him to wrestle so much and he's giving them a promo that's leading them down the path of I'm not going to be there Sunday. Like I don't even know if I have it. Doing like a HBK lost his smile thing here. Uh I thought this part of the promo was decent but not uh not outstanding. Yeah. But but, but then Ace Steel comes out and he starts roughnecking CM Punk. They should this should be the only Ace Steel promo ever in AEW. Cause they say they it was like you you told this guy years ago. It's like you're gonna have three minutes in this angle. No one's gonna know who you are. You have to explain who you are and then give the best promo everyone's ever heard. Uh CM Punk's such an MMA head. I wonder if like there was a I don't know if you or, or Matt in the back saw it or anyone in the chat, but Leon Edwards, who knocked out Kamaru Usman last week, I think you were watching Zoobs. Uh his coach gave this very impassioned yeah. uh, and it's sort of transcended into that virality zone. And I almost was wondering if this was a take on that. Cause Ace Steel comes out, and not only does he start cutting the promo about who CM Punk was and who he is. He's roughnecking CM Punk around while he does it. Grabbing him by the scruff of his shirt. Pushing him around. Who are you? You're not this guy. Reminding him of the young punk rock kid. Slapping him in the face. Trying to get the voice of the voiceless back with us. And it works. CM Punk. I I tweeted this from our account at wrestling underscore braid. Knowing that we were going to see what this t-shirt was. Because this guy, (laughs) no one loves a hoodie reveal more than CM Punk. He shows that he's getting heated by being like, all right, I'm taking off my fucking hoodie. He unzips the hoodie, throws it off, grabs the mic, and then CM Punk begins what I'm going to call the I Am Chicago promo. And he begins talking about John Moxley while doing the opposite John Moxley. CM Punk enters the crowd, which is sort of in its own way an iconic CM Punk moment, of course, Money in the Bank 2011. He's going into the crowd right after you saw Mox do the opposite. I think this is a great parallel. And then I think CM Punk basically gives it to you as only he can. Uh, I love Mox. I love Eddie Kingston. I don't know that these guys hit this exact level. When he starts the ramp up, one pulse Chicago, one heart, one blood. I was born lonely. I and the, the he has like this dusty roads thing going on about the umbilical cord choking him and his face was blue. They've been trying to kill me since day one, and they haven't found the man who can do it. The devil is inside CM Punk. He's going red, standing in the balcony of his own town, flanked by people chanting CM Punk, hard camming it, screaming about how the world has been against him. Frankly, a very CM Punk thing to talk about since the very beginning. But John Moxley. There's no one alive that can kill me in Chicago. And that's where we're fighting it all out this Sunday. Goosebumps for me, Zoobs. Where were you on? Uh, I, I suppose I just talked for a long time. Sorry about that. If you had to, you know, when we get into the punk zone, it's hard for me. Uh, this is why, it's, you know, in, in star moments, you hand the ball to your best player here. That's What, what am I supposed to do? I'm about to do just that, Zoobs. <laughs> what did you think? Of this, the, did you think this promo started a little salty like I did? And then talk to me about where you thought it ended. Well, I think you, listen, where maybe nobody on earth is giving Punk the benefit of the doubt in the way that we are giving 
punk the benefit of the doubt with everything that he does. Or maybe maybe no one else has seen it in the way that we are. But I sort of read it even as if you're like, eh, the punk part of this at the beginning before that was like really lame. And I don't think he it didn't really seem like he had it. And it's just like to me, that's all part of it. It's sort sure. of like he can't he can't even do he can't even do the the regular punk promo as well. He just sort of like he's not himself. He he like if that's your you know what i mean if you know if, i like this take yeah. I'm, I'm in love with this yes if, i agree if he was he was your being... takeaway from that right it's like it could have yeah. been better because he wasn't really himself it's like yeah <laughs> like that's sort of the whole, the whole point of what he's doing is that he, he can't get it together because he's not himself um really honest to god my my thing is that is a steel i am the person you were talking about no idea who a steel is um that's that's unbelievable that somebody can come from backstage and do that for three minutes and never, and I assume never be seen again. And I would think not. never been seen before. I looked it up. I have, I have about twice as many Twitter followers as they steal. I was like, <laughs> I need to know who is this fucking guy. You are the man of a hundred likes. There's a, there's no getting around that. Um, he was impressive, right? Yeah. Are you serious? That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable to come out and, and put all that together that quickly. And, and as you said, tell the story of who he is and p- who Punk is, and show it with action. And man, it reminded it reminded me a little bit of when um, when Dan Lambert first popped up, and I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" And then I was like, "How is this possible that a guy can just come out of no, come off the bench seemingly, and and promo like this?" I got I got a similar thing from Ace Steel. Um, that was dope. That was that was super 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 impressive, and uh, it will be a memorable thing. Uh, for me, for a long time, it will be the Ace Steel part of it for sure. Not even, probably not even so much the punk. Like I enjoyed the punk going into the crowd, and it continues for me to be like, as you said, that further explanation of like, there's the most important thing that this company has is super over baby faces. It's sort of like it's such an important thing you get reminded to have as as quickly as everyone jumps to like heel turns and like mm. the crowd would hate you if you did this like doing what punk does here and going into the crowd and being surrounded by fans and like getting everyone fired up and on that wavelength as you said the dusty road sort of style is like way more rewarding and way harder and is, is what earns you the big moments so um i was excited about that it, i don't think it hit the maybe maybe it didn't hit me as high as it did for you as sort of um but i certainly did enjoy it and and again the a steal of it all holy moly i think i'll remember on this show for sure that the go home to the all out for me will be probably the probably the the mox promo last week after he won uh and this a steal ace we all need a guy like that in our corner that's these zooms and maddie pie to me roughnecking me around <laughs> when the times get low now uh i got the sense both from uh, my discord and more on that later and uh our timeline zoobs that I'm way more into CM Punk right now than most people are. Sure. Uh, I get the sense people are like, Mox needs to kill this guy again. And there, there's talks of this heel turn, another big Mox win. I would prepare your hearts. I'm not, I, I, by Saturday, I'm giving my official prediction. I would prepare your hearts for also, AEW loves to do the Occam's Razor booking. What, what's going to make sense? What's going to... CM Punk winning his title back after so so the Mox win gets rid of the CM Punk just gets to go away and take it off a of Mox the moment he comes back. CM Punk just getting his title back and being emotional about it in his hometown of Chicago at all out is completely on the table. In fact, it might even be your chalk favorite match result here. Again, I'm not giving my pick right now. It, I'm I, I would say that might not even be my pick. But if you ask me to to bookmake it. Very in play, babyface Mox wins in his hometown after injury. Injury storyline uh, completed. 
Bayface Punk. He said Mox there. Oh, oh, thank you, Zoobs. Uh, and Zoobs, that will lead us into our first keep it or kick it of the evening. Exciting. Uh, of course, the rules to keep it or kick it are as follows. I'm about to give you a wrestling prompt, something I wrote down in my book because I pulled it from my brain. You are then going to head over to the emotes bar and either put the keep emote in or the kick emote. The keep emote means you like that prompt. You love that prompt. You want some more of that prompt. And the kick emote means you hate that prompt, despise that prompt, and never want to see that prompt again. I hope the Brainiacs and these Zoobs understand the rules of keep it or kick it. A very simple one opening up tonight, first of three. This statement, CM Punk should win against John Moxley this Sunday at All Out. Hit the music, Daddy. A little run, a little run with the keeps at the end. It wasn't this is this is what it's all about. Okay, Zeus, here we go. I got it. I got it. I got. I I got the keeps and kicks. You you take a breather. You you have some go athlete mode. Um, a great prompt, Josh. A great prompt. Uh, so listen, out of the gate, Bobby Burritos, Dennis Dirty Work, Brick Mittens, Kev Sell, no clue what this is, Sam Fells, all kicking. That is seven straight or six straight kicks to lead us off. Then keeps from Cadenza, a kick from Hot Tuna, keep from Fruits or Edibles, four straight kicks from Sever One, Niblets, Chap Top, and Irish Mac. Then keeps from Hitsmurl and Torpenderloin, a kick from Ahab, Thomas W, uh, Corvax with a keep, keeps from Danny DeRosha, and hey, my name is Will. Kicks from Geesbrecht, Qui-Gon, Jin and Juice, Stakebuns, Area Thrasher, Vacant Planet, Caleb Blog, Obi-Wan Kabashi, and Tom Hummel with two last keeps with Pace Foul and Trilly McGinnis. I would say you're looking at 70-30 kick, thanks to a late charge from keeps, I think. Yeah, a late surge. I saw Torque Pendulum, you said, of course, a Chicago White, so I knew I'd have him in my corner. Uh, where are you on this, the Zoobs? You have the book. It's Sunday. Who would you have win? Is it the Mox hitting him with the Death Rider, or is it Punk with the GTS? So uh, I I do want to acknowledge what you said before we went in that I think you are right that you are you and I think I'm right there with you on terms of like just like giving Punk the benefit of the doubt with everything that happens that like people <laughs> I think people sort of like anything that anything to me right now that he's even doing that is wrong i'm just like ah it's, a, it's part of it's part of what's going on like this is all like <laughs> i mean it is our show right like i can't unenjoy yeah. cm punk i know i've liked this guy since 20, 2005 i like it's not we're, we're in too deep and i'm trying to keep up above my head instead of going under you know what i'm saying uh and it's just it all feels uh I, it all feels so special that i'm really enjoying it i think it's probably the th part of the thing um I, yeah, I think Punk should win it. I think Punk should win it all out. I, I really do. In saying that I agree that Punk should win it all out, I will also say it's flagrantly obvious that Mox is also in his prime. Oh, I suppose I'm not saying CM Punk's in his prime. Mox is in his prime. And as a player for this company is big league, is the guy they need. Uh, I, I don't want to you don't always want to contrast with things you also like, but frankly, the idea that Kenny Omega was the top guy over Mox at one point in time and felt like those were your sort of top two, that's a worthy title scene. I mean, Mox in this company versus what I think even like singles best of health Omega could be. I think Mox has them lapped. 
I think current Mox is just bizarrely operating on a level where he fully understands himself and his character. Uh, but I think he has more options outside of the title scene. I think he can be your first three-time champ. But I think it's time for CM Punk, and I think it's time for Eddie Kingston and MJF his heels to go up against him at the top of the card and get those out of the way, and then we see what's cracking. Um, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think that's a great point here in the chat. The chat's been really good through all this. Mm -hmm. uh, Paceball okay. with uh, Mox should absolutely win the rubber match. I think I, I think that's sort of where I land as well. I think Punk gets this back, and then... Yeah. Mark sort of, as you said, explores his other options, and they come back to this at a later date where he's like, listen, I'm better than you. I always have been better than you. Um, I feel like, to me, I feel like the win last week was a way to retroactively take the interim label off because of the insane run he had. Um, Agreed. That, like, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Josh Moxley is having my favorite run I've ever seen a wrestler have, and it's still Punker all the way right here from Cadenza. Mm -hmm, Talking mm -hmm. about somebody who gets it. Yeah, that's, uh, uh, that's an understanding of... Uh... But first of all, I think having Mox on your favorite run you've ever seen, I think that's completely understandable. What what uh, an insane 2022 he's having. Uh, Torque Penderloin, I just think there's a huge story to come from this. We're only seeing the beginning. Maybe I'm wrong, but the match won't be the end of what they're cooking up. I think that's sort of in line with the mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, the point about the uh, rubber match. Really good stuff. Yeah, I think all those are really good points. Well done, everybody. But we're not done with this feud for the for tonight, nor are we here on the AE Double Dudes. As they do the thing that I liked a couple weeks ago. Mox gets another chance here. Comes back out for the answer. Storming out of backstage with a mic. If that's what your boy wants, that's what he's going to get. Going on about Chicago. This is their guy. I didn't think this was as good as his promo earlier, but it was still kick-ass. Talking, it's This is sort of like Mox paint by numbers, I think. Storming around. I will brutalize him. I will destroy him. I will drink his blood. It's still very good. And I like the returning to it, but I thought you had sort of seen the these guys full gas down already in the show. I still like returning to it here. They cut Mox's mic, uh, I, I, and he was all pissed off through the mic. People were like, oh, is, is that real? Yeah, it's real. Yeah, I thought so, too. <laughs> it looked so. real, so it's probably real. <laughs> I thought it was real. They were like, go out there, Mox, right it's now. Real. Go have a second promo tonight. Everything, like, you, see ah! Everything you see on there is real. So why would that not be? Um, <laughs> yeah, listen, I, I'm with you. The, I think this is more about um, this is more about just the, the moment of interruption than it was anything he said or did. In, in, in like, you know, what I mean, it's more about the chaotic nature of like when Mox is the guy in charge, he fucking shows up wherever he wants, whenever he wants, and says whatever he wants. Right. You know what I mean? Sort of thing. Now, sorry, Mox. Yean. Yeah, Torque Penalty. Sorry, Mox. We got a show to run. We got we got we got <laughs> matches, buddy. You had your time. The only thing fair is fair. You two segments. <laughs> That, I, I think Torch probably ought to something here. <laughs> Zoobs, you know, you know, nobody ever puts it better than you. Not not anyone. Land to see says it better than the Zoobs. And I think I want to put this right. I think this in some ways is a contentious feud. Uh, or at least the the discourse around it is uneven and lots of angles on it. Can you give me your opinion heading into all out? What you've thought of the John Moxley CM Punk uh, feud and build? Every week, Punk has had people talking about what he's doing on Twitter. The whole it's, the whole it's been great. This is what it's all about. He's people are people feel strongly that they dislike it. People feel strongly that they like it. People feel strongly like uh, sudden. You know, this one of the beautiful thing happens is all of a sudden everyone like knows about the backstage politics from AEW. Like, it's so funny that we. 
it's like, oh, now now all of a sudden the backstage politics are part of the part of the conversation. Like he's it it grows so big. It it has already um it's changed. It's it's sort of changed scope in a lot of ways versus like you know his stuff against MJF was all about in ring promos. It was very much about like what are they going to say this week? What are they going to what, what's the story they're going to tell in that way? And this has sort of been different. This has been a little bit of like the actions have been confusing and the motivations have been a little fuzzy. Um, again, I, I will repeat what I just said. I, you and I are probably leading the world in, in, I'll give the benefit of the doubt that this is all part of the big machine. Uh, so I'm enjoying the hell out of it. I think, as you said, Mox is in his prime doing his best work ever. Uh, he's, I watch him go anywhere. It's, it's, it's fucking exciting. And, and having punk back is such a huge part. It's so huge for the show. People immediately talking about dynamite again, talking about AW all week, you know, that it, it's a, it's huge. It's huge. It's rightfully felt like the top feud in the company. Feels gigantic. Uh, and I think, and not in every case, but I think in some cases, this feud is a mileage will vary based on how much you like AEW. Uh, because mm -hmm. you can sort of read it in, in different ways. Because to me, I was texting uh, our pal Fergie about uh, it right after that segment. And he's a little more down on it than I am. And he was using words like, it's uneven, it's a little, it's it's a little unclear. And to me, I was using words like it's very unique and I've been wrong in predicting it. Yeah. And it's been, it leaves things on the table in a way that I am expecting more from them. You, you consider we haven't had a face-to-face -face confrontation with these guys. You had the match, you had the yeah. one back, and then they didn't touch today going into the pay-per-view, rare. Not didn't touch, but didn't weren't in the vicinity of one another. Not saying there's always a physical confrontation on the go home, but generally you'll get the two interacting. And that has a lot of legs with me because these two performers are two of my top three in the company. I think they're probably my top two. Uh, every single interaction promo match has been insanely compelling to me and riveting and deeply engaging. And I could go for a lot more of it. If this was the full gear main event, I'm still into it. I think there's more to come, and I've really liked what I've seen so far. Uh, I like I like the build. I think CM Punk has a lot of say in what he's going to be up to. And despite what people think, I suspect through Renee Paquette, they are outside of Eddie. I bet you Punk is one of the guys Mox prefers backstage. That's just me. That's just me guessing. Uh, but I bet these two like doing business with one each with one another. Well said. And that will wrap up our CM Punk John Moxley portion of the evening, which I think you know what that means, Zoobs. It's time for me to give a plug because I just brought Fergie. And tomorrow morning on my Patreon at patreon.com slash J0SHC, it is my annual top 10 annual or active oh, male wrestlers list. Uh, Fergie and I sat down for an hour with our respective top 10 lists. And we went from 10 to 1, no honorable mentions, no coward nonsense, 10 wrestlers each on this list find out who i have 10 to 1 and on top of that at patreon.com slash j0shc last week's mailbag and it's your ticket into my discord for five dollars a month you're in there chatting with the hunks the smartest people in all of wrestling the greatest wrestling discourse online is going on in there and when if not all out weekend maybe you're watching gcw maybe you're watching the live rampage there's going to be plenty of chatter plenty of takes going on in the discord get on in there patreon.com slash j0shc I'm sorry, Zeus. Uh, tell us all about less than Jay's. No need to apologize. No need to apologize. Uh, the Fergie connection wasn't the, the best segue into it. You know, I did, you know. Uh, Kenenza pointing out that's Nation Extreme Wrestling number one contender, Mr. Ferguson. 
challenging Absolutely. for the NEW World's Heavyweight Title. I think it's September 9th at the Commodore. I forget what it is, but but look it up. NEW, Mr. Ferguson taking on Evan Rivers. And uh, if you haven't seen Fergie, you haven't lived. Um, man, I uh, I love that that top ten list. That's what's up. I, I I love that kind of stuff. People who really know their stuff, like taking the time beforehand to like do a little research and present an argument and come together with it. I think that's as much as I obviously I love our format. I love um coming off the cuff and and reacting live and reacting with the chat. But I remember the Lou Marsh uh knockoff, this Too Hard Award. Having everybody have like presented, done their research, and come in like with things ready to present, it really does make for great content. So I, I'm going to check that out for sure. Makes me want to write down my ten, but I, I don't know if I could do it, man. Tough. I was see. I always feel like I'm going to bother you. I was going to ask you if you wanted to do it, and I'm like, this guy's so busy. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you, making the ten list is hard though. The list itself is a, a juggernaut. I bet, man. I bet. Yeah, I would struggle to do it right now. I, I, I maybe I'll give it a shot. It's an exercise this week. Look at look at all. I I can't thank these these people enough in the chat who are saying the Discord's good. That's really kind of you. Thank you. That's nice. Look, they're doing advertising for me effectively. They're saying we like this Discord. I love it too. It means so much. Thank you, Fruit Scoots, uh, Danny Torque. That's very nice. Very very nice. Scoots, where's a buzz about less than Jays? I'll say this before we move on from the plugs. That Saturday show, you and Matt and Torque. That's going to be the best all-out preview that there is. I mean that from the I mean that from the bottom of my heart. That that hour will be the best all-out preview you can get on the internet. I would say. I actually agree with that. The Slack Man brings the heat. Maddie's going to have the songs, and I'm going to make you money. I'm just telling you, I'm going to make you money. Oh, yeah, actually, I shouldn't say that. That's allegedly. I'm joking. You're going to yeah. You're going to give entertainment-based uh, discussion around the picks, and not necessarily make financial advice. That's exactly right. I'll be playing around and, and making light of it in sort of a gambling adjacent way. <laughs> Zoom Twitter is a buzz about less than Jays. Please tell tell us more. Pull it, bring us behind the curtain. What's going on in your fantastic Jays focused MLB podcast? September baseball. We're here. It's what it's all about. It's such a fun. It's a it's a long season that gets short early. It's 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 tons of fun. Uh, all you play all these games. They played like 120 games from every day for four months, five months. And now basically none of that matters. Now it's all about the next 35 games. How they play in the next 35 games basically determines everything. Uh, that's always really exciting. That's one of the things that is so cruel about baseball and why I love it so much. Zoobs, is baseball kind of having a moment? I feel like I'm seeing more just sort of in the zeitgeist about baseball in general, not necessarily the Jays. Is the MLB having a moment or is this just an anecdote sort of weirdness by me? You live in a good spot. I, th I think I'm sure Vancouver's hype because you have Seattle, which is right there, and obviously you, you, I'm sure, plenty of your friends and our friends that live Chappie in Vancouver on the are. Uh, yeah, I, know, I believe Flube is also a Mariners That's fan right. out there in Victoria. Um, well, it makes sense to me if I lived out there, I'd be a Mariners fan as well. Um, but you you also have people that do sort of follow the Jays as well, because obviously when the Jays play in Seattle, a lot of people go from the Western Canada and show up in that stadium. So you sort of have that mix, and both of those teams are basically right beside each other in the standings. Okay, um, so you, you know, are getting probably it. You are I'm getting in the, yeah, yeah. This okay. is the most exciting. This is the most exciting baseball has been for either of those franchises in a long time. So you're getting, so yes, in a way where you are, I'm absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for explaining that. More yeah. great explanation to your questions like that on Less Than Jays, doing it like only these zoobs can. And with that, let's let Maddie flex for a second here. He's got a record out. It's called Love Handles on Spotify. M-A-T Space Prince. And now, Maddie, show him a little of what you can do. Hit him with the Wednesday night tweet theme, and then I'll explain the rules.
that that all those songs are catchy wednesday night tweet will get will be in your head for a while you let that one in it's not coming out for the rest of my living life uh, a couple new patrons while we've been on air uh thank you to the people in the chat who who uh who gave it the sell that means a lot to me thank you very much i didn't i think i plugged mine too i didn't get that does all, i'm not joking it feels unfair going from my wrestling plug to like how about your out of you left to, field you don't have to uh, plug it at all if you don't want to doesn't, doesn't matter to me oh, oh i would never do this show without uh making sure it was one-to-one -one. but i understand that it, it, it's it's uh i feel it feels tonally maybe i should do yours first my cash cow is right here if i could give the people to, to sub anywhere and to give their money to any subscription it would be to be able to use the emotes on wrestling brain and watch on vod i mean this that's that's my what's going on what's going on with me oh, i'm doing my favorite thing in the world on air with wrestling brain Holy. less than jay's is the hotter brand of the two though i would say wrestling brain is your your side project your kid brother that you feel passionate about i don't know man i don't know uh, well, at least there's one thing we can all agree on financially. Maddie, would you mind pulling up the merch graphic? Uh, Bobby Burritos was in the chat. Of course, uh, Exploder Tease, Exploder underscore CC on Instagram and Twitter. Couldn't recommend both just a follow because the, the art that Bobby's putting out is exquisite. Uh, but but checking out his stuff, uh, you got you to gotta kind of dig in to figure out exactly. Uh, but go give him a follow. You'll have some fun, especially if you're interested in uh, wrestling t-shirts. But uh, as it pertains to this channel, for another, what what do you say, Zooms? Maybe six or seven days, seven or eight days. We've got the shirts left on sale. Yeah, I think maybe all maybe all out Fallout version of Dynamite. We sort of say like, yeah, that makes sense. We'll we'll say one week from tonight. How about? Yeah, one week from tonight. Seven more days to get your hands on the shirt and Zoobs. That shirt, I like all the shirts very much. In fact, yeah. I gaze at that wanted poster and I go, remember when I had hair? Uh, but that one in the top left there. That Tarot Brain shirt, this is our Austin 316. This is our Bullet Club. This is our whatever our CM Punk Ringer tee. Whatever incredibly over-wrestling shirt you can think of, this is ours. And I want to honestly thank everybody. We moved more of that shirt, just putting it all out there, than we thought we would move mug shirts total. Uh, the response has been great. I ordered one for myself. I, I think it's I, I will wear my own merch in this case. I love the Tarot Brain shirt. Shout out Bobby Burritos. Dennis Dirty Work scored the Tarot today. No better day than today. Exclamation mark merch drop. We'll bring up the link of where to get that in the chat. Uh, we only do this once and a half times a year. We've done it twice in three years. So whatever, whatever that means, we're not going to put a bunch of sayings on a shirt. We're not going to, you know, the factory of this bullshit out a couple times every couple of years. We'll do a merch drop for two weeks. It'll be artist curated. It will not be sayings or fonts or anything. They'll be cool. Shout Unless out we can sell a bunch of the other ones, in which case. Yeah, if we put like, come on in a shirt in Times New Roman. <laughs> Maddie's face. That's a good one. Yeah, we could move a Maddie's face shirt. We would We would sell 10. <laughs> we would sell 10 Matt face shirts, I think. Or more. Imagine a Maddie's face section. Dynamite comes to Vancouver, and the whole section they turn over is Maddie's faces on shirts. <laughs> Not the papers; they're there. Uh, unionized Matt people, legitimately angry at you and I. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. Bob Burrito's favorite shirt he's done so far is the Tarot. That is saying something because you see how often I'm wearing sick tees by him on this channel. Uh, I have his Masaba one in the mail right now. People are envious of you because they can't get these. They can't. 
I don't want to say it on air, but there's a way if you put two and two together, you can figure out where you might be able to talk to Bobby and uh, and sort this out if you're uh, an inclined, savvy uh, brainiac, which I know most are. Zoom, shall we jump back into Dynamite? Yes, let's do it. People ch- chomping at the bit for the wingman part of the show. So let's get at it. Oh, yeah. Well, first of all, hold your horses. I had Chris Jericho promo. Hold on, here we go. I just want to say, Bobby Rio is shouting it out. If you want to even begin to breach the conversation you just talked about, you got to be in the Discord. That's the first. That's the first step. Bobby, come on. It's no that's... Instagram DMs. Got to be in the Discord. I did not say that. I love you, Bobby. What a what a what a gentleman treating us uh, better than he needs to, and me in that in that case. Chris Jericho backstage here talking about his match with uh, the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. Now making very clear throughout this promo, this is. The American Dragon versus Lionheart. They called back to what I thought last week was actually a great uh, start of the fire for this feud. Uh, Brian saying, you keep saying you were the last student of the Heart Dungeon, all this sort of thing. What would Stu Hart and Owen Hart think of you? Chris Jericho pulling a little bit of uh, Missy Elliott, turning it all backwards, saying... I thought about what you said, and you, you know what? You're right, Brian. They might appreciate what you did in the ring in certain moments a little bit more than me in some spots, but they would way more respect what I've done in wrestling, launching federations, holding top titles everywhere I went, b- being historically great in a way you never will be. I, I just think that this is a uncomplicated, cool reason for two guys to fight. Who's here? Two people. We both sort of... not embody but but rep in some way what would these people think of us who we both hold dear and it may be the lion heart on sunday but it's, it's chris jericho for this week so watch your back uh, i thought this was actually really good stuff from jericho right off the gate here did you do this jericho promo as much as i did suits i think it's so neat um the way that and listen you could say that it's crazy how jericho has reinvented himself you said every year for like a, a number of years um, but I, I like the micro shift to Lionheart here near the end. I, I just think it's really neat. There's a sort of like it got brought up and now they're playing in the space and sort of like giving that version of him uh, a, a, an actual identifiable difference in the same yes. way that they were like all Japan and war Jericho got to go out and give that hat tip against Eddie and, you know, sports entertainer Jericho and pain maker and all these different versions of him. Uh, Lionheart is getting a little run here where it's like he has been all these different things to all these different generations and one of those was at a time when there wasn't a lot of like wrestling wrestling on North American TV he was a guy doing a, a part of a style that a lot of people loved which is that WCW cruiserweight style that had been to Mexico had been to Japan had sort of like brought what is a style I think we take for granted now right where the, they've every wrestler has seen all the tapes and they all have all these different influences didn't always used to be like that right a guy that traveled around <laughs> and then made it big in North America it was like it was identifiable and a thing and I think um yeah I'm with you I love the angle of like who would they who they maybe think is a better if you want to drill it down to like who's the better technical wrestler maybe it's you but who's the better pro, pro wrestler, wrestler as a as a career everyone's thinking my resume don't be ridiculous I think that's I think that makes a lot of sense Zoobs, you are on fire tonight uh I, I really really uh, excellent stuff there. I don't have a ton to add except to say, and really just to double down, 
And if you are getting that Chris Jericho and you, these Zoobs, have the book backstage and the whole roster at your disposal, it's like, hey, who do you want to see the Lionheart go one-on-one with? If we're going to get a little more technician, cruiserweight, prime Jericho, who would it be? It's a God, Brian Danielson, I think, would be top three on anyone's list and number one on a lot of people's list for that specific style. For sure. Then Daniel Garcia enters. Now he's willing to give Chris Jericho the apology that he asked for last week, saying he let his ego get the better of him. He realizes how greedy he was being and how grateful he should be to Jericho. Jericho forgives him, understands, uh, but I he it's very clear he has business to deal with. And uh, that's the end of the segment, which I thought was quite good. Yeah. I don't know if it was as good as you fucking put it there, though. No. That was really good. Oh, stop. You teed me up. I'm telling you, that was, you can't get that. You're turning on some other wrestling shows, some 90s shock jock energy screaming about God knows what, <laughs> or you're going to have the zoobs all right off the top of his head, like a written speech about Chris Jericho tying in his cruiserweight career to the modern day. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a different level built different. These zoobs. Now Jericho leads us right into a Brian Danielson versus his accolade. I'll say Jake Hager. Brian's out of the heel tunnel here. I know nobody cares about this but me that he keeps switching babyface and heel tunnel. I hate it. I know he's like, ah, it doesn't matter what tunnel anyone comes out of. I take this shit so seriously. Uh, and, and I know you do I too. Think, yeah. No, I think I pay less attention to the entrances than anybody else in the world. Oh, sorry. For I was sh- talking to Brian Danielson. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because like sometimes I, I met this happening a couple weeks ago and I, I thought about it recently. You gave me the like, do you, uh, you asked me about Orange Cassidy's music change. And I was like, man, right. I didn't even fucking notice. I, You're like I, me with commentary. It, it, the entrances, people, people keep saying that he won face tunnels. I legitimately, it's watching the show every week for two years. I, I have no idea which tunnel is which. I will never, I'll never remember. Uh, I think that's completely fair. I think it's a silly thing for me to, to call <laughs> attention to. But I only notice with him. Because it's like, what, what, what are you doing? Pick one. Anyway. Shades of Grey. <laughs> that's right uh jake hager's out for what people were calling on twitter i'll quote jake hager's best match <laughs> okay what was evil's best match in the last year and a half you, you know what i'm saying like you're, you're you're telling on yourself describing this not over not bringing up brian danielson at all uh because of the the tier of brian danielson matches this wouldn't rank this was obviously decent crowd super into it uh very into the obvious babyface and heel dynamic here. I, I hate to be this guy, Zoobs. I, I don't like, I if I was listening to something right now, I'd be like, shut up. But I did write down here, I find this impossible to get into. And I just did. Like, it's, it's literally just a reason for Brian to beat the guy next to Jericho, who I'm not interested at all on the way to the pay-per-view. I found this very hard to connect with, but did note that the crowd was very into it. Uh, were you any more into this than I? I think I was. I think I was. Cool. I I enjoyed. Um, I thought they used Hager's wrestling base. Uh, I mean, wrestling in the like NCAA, the, the mixed martial art combat style of like he's a his, he has a wrestling base. So like, you know, they noted him getting into guard, and they know they noted him getting into mm-hmm. mount, and they noted sort of like there was a little bit more of the the mat stuff was sort of a little more um, informed than I think sort of normally can be. It was, it was somebody that you could see like Danielson obviously has an appreciation for the style and they sort of let for him sure. play in that a little bit. Um, I didn't, obviously it wasn't like, it wasn't a work rate technician sort of anything like that, but I did think like 
Hager's ability there sort of looked better than it normally can be utilized, where I think he's sort of lumbering and can be a little clumsier at times. I think it did make a little bit sense. A little bit and there more were sense. a couple clumsy spots in this match. Of course, uh, but uh, that, ultimately... When was the last time you saw Brian Danielson do a bad roll-up? Yeah, ultimately, <laughs> like, they're not even touching. ultimately, I, you know, I, with you, I, I wasn't like enthralled, connected with it. it. You know, you knew it was, you knew what was going to happen here. No surprises. I like what you said, though. Brian was smart in saying, okay, here's what Hager can bring to the table in a very Okada-esque way. What, what can I do to maximize what this guy brings in the table to the table and get a good match out of it? You're totally right that it did do that. And as the chat's pointing out here, uh, the, the crowd was molten for this. This crowd was ready for good wrestling tonight. Like they they were on fire for this. So I have, yeah, all credit to those guys. I just personally was like, it's so assured. And Jake Hager's such a zero to me that I, I was struggling. But yeah, definitely took note of how hot the crowd was for it. Oh, and I did write this. Hager's arm is jacked. His taunt is when he just does that flex at the camera. He's a big arm, big yeah. right arm on Jake Hager. Big strong guy. Can't say that about everybody unless they're on this channel. <laughs> okay. Uh Daniel Garcia is out as Chris Jericho comes from the commentary desk to start a post-match beatdown on Brian Danielson. He has a chair over his head, but Daniel Garcia grabs the chair and he sort of pep talks Jericho. Hey, Lionheart, like you don't need to do this. Like this is not, uh, still you're talking shades of gray, still very in play for, uh, young Daniel Garcia to join the Blackpool Combat Club, I think here. Yeah. Well, we're here. A segment everybody's been looking forward to. J.D. Drake, Pretty Peter Avalon, Cesar Bononi, Ryan Nemeth, the wingmen, I was called the wise men for these faction, the, 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 the wingmen, uh, doing what is the now, we got to get away from this in AW. Everybody can't be out there talking about Wiretown on TV. You got MJF, you got All Ego Ethan Page, and I got these guys with signs saying it's going to be Wingman Wednesdays. Why aren't we on TV? I'm thinking this is a little annoying. And who agrees with me? But former big cast, now W. Morrissey, storms out. And I, I just got to tell you, Zeus, I, I haven't seen this guy in a while. I was blown away at this guy's look. This guy is W. Morrissey would be, if it was 1980 right now, W. Morrissey would be the most over wrestler that has ever existed. Uh, I, I was kind of blown away at how pro wrestler, flowing hair, big man, business time. I, I went to, I, I've told this story so many times, but there was an NXT house show where Drew McIntyre came out. And I've never been much of a fan of him. But then he came out and I was like, oh my Lord, look at this guy. Like he's here to, to kick some ass. Really felt that way about W. Morrissey. Uh, when he's out here to seize this moment and beat up these guys, was I overhyped zooms? Is this ultimately still big cast? What are we talking about here? Or is there room for, for this guy in AW for you? What kind of name is W Morrissey? Goodness so gracious. bad. It could it almost couldn't be worse. Holy moly. Wrestling Morrissey. Uh, wrestling, well, yeah. W wrestling. That's really good. The one guy who needs to be Vince McMahonified, who's just like, no pal, Morrissey. Like anything but W Morrissey. Uh, I, I can barely remember it. W Morrissey? Yeah, um, the thing about the look and the size, I mean, you can't teach it. Am I wrong? <laughs> well, it's like, you know, it's like being the zoops. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, listen, always room for another big cost. Always, I like seeing guys get picked up and thrown around. It's I'm very simple in that way. A, a huge guy who 
throws people is uh, uh, something that I will have two servings of. I'm with you. Stokely Hathaway hands him a card. This is obviously not the biggest, most important segment in the world. Uh, but I did think this was like really poorly executed by AW. Yeah, what happens here? Tony. Yeah, Sh- Sh- Shivani comes up. I- I'll, yeah, I guess I'll cap the segment and then say why I didn't like it very. He much. is hard AF by guy, by the way. Hard AF is the oh, w-, w Morrissey right. shirt. That's a W Morrissey shirt. I forgot about that. Hard AF. Hi. Um. Anyway, so Tony Shivani comes out. He wants to interview. Uh, Stoke about what's going on. Stoke sort of brushes him off. Morrissey gets a little in his face, in Shivani's face, and then they go backstage. And I thought it's like, why would you not just have some more known quantities here? Like the the wingman and W Morrissey are both unestablished right yeah. now. Like, what problem does W Morrissey have with this? Why is he here? Who are these guys? I thought this would have been way better served with. Basically, any lower card heel on the roster just doing like an interrupt thing. And W. Morris, who was like, Enough, I'm here, and did some sort of babyface thing. I don't know what the hell this was. Is he even a problem with these guys? Like, it was a, it's obviously just a reason to get them on TV for Stoke to pick them up. But I just, you can't, you can't have, un, I'm not saying unknowns to me, I'm saying unknowns to the Dynamite audience and a debut. The audience had no clue what to do with this. And I got it. I was like, and this was a crowd who was on fire moments ago. And this is a debut. I just thought this was was very sloppy, very like early AEW, where it's like, I'll oh, get them all out there, and the, the, this is the pop, and that's all that matters. I, I just thought it was... Uh, I did think the wingman hand the mic promo was pretty good beforehand, and they all took the offense well. Um, but I, I just thought it was very very sloppy execution. I think they're trying to kill two birds with one stone here. I think they're trying to slowly but surely like get the wingman on the show uh, sort of like going forward, not every week, but like I think in in sort of the level that we saw Ass Boys and we saw acclaimed be on this show in the start, where it was like they were only there for a, a little very short while just to get us used to them. I think they're trying to do that and debut Morrissey at the same time. It probably leads to some of the confusion. I wouldn't be surprised if we do see Wingman Wednesdays actually being a thing. Like yes, you know, I, for some... the next eight weeks or or three of the next six weeks. Totally fair. Uh, Stokely does have a bunch of guys. I don't suspect they're all going to be there at the end of it. In fact, I suspect that might be part of the angle. Uh, Harville the Egg saying, Stokely recruiting the most C-tier stable. They'll never appear on Dynamite, and they'll run Rampage. What if I told you I think this is MJF's faction with Stokely, and they're actually going to be a very big deal? We'll see. You uh, are, are you at the point where if that's not what it is, you're going to be disappointed? Because you, you seem to have been on that for, for since the start. Yeah, I mean, I was talking to our pal RL about it, and he planted the seed uh, in my mind. It wasn't, like, fully this, but it was like, oh, maybe maybe this is MJF behind the scenes. And I think there's just a lot of reasons that make sense. People will remember now. You remember when we last saw W. Morrissey on AEW? Sort of. It was MJF's hired uh, hitman against uh, Chris Jericho. It was uh, one of the five trials of Jericho's. Mm, there we go. And now that's wrestling brain. Uh, Marvez is backstage with Osprey. Uh, Bruv is going to be Osprey's big thing in AAW. He starts promos with Bruv. It's here. I get Kenny Omega. And you know what? I'm actually kind of glad Osprey said this because up until this moment, I was like, Kenny Omega and Will Osprey are wrestling on interview television tonight. For some reason, that had not like fully locked in for me. Like that is a massive deal. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. shoot, Zoobs! I missed the second keep it or kick it. Sorry, can I go back a segment? Apologies, yeah. everyone. People pointing out Tony's mullet. I'm thinking that's Tony's toupee, personally. I'm right there with you. 
That was Rod's well, hasn't it there. been for a while? That's Rod, that's Roy's spot. And I was like, that doesn't look like. I'm I'm pretty sure Shivani's been a, a toupee guy for a while. No. Yeah, doesn't, that doesn't look like how hair grows. Shivani's way older than you think he is. Also. Yeah. Anyway. Keep it kicking. Let's do it. Apologies to everybody. Second uh, keep it or kick it of the evening. Cut and dry. Easy as can be. Maddie, ready on the music. Keep it or kick it. Very simple. W. Morrissey in AEW. Keep it or kick it. 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 Keep it, kick it, keep it, kick it. Absolutely heartened to see this. Me unanimous. No, no, unanimous, my friend. Uh all keeps. <laughs> and then a kick from Quagon Cheese. Heartened to see this. I thought that I was more open to this than most people for some reason, but it seems like our always very keyed in audience uh right here for the w morrissey for me the the grand arc redemption story of his fall to alcoholism and the dissolution of enzo and Cass. who whatever you think about them one of the most over people do not remember how over they were uh, one of the most overacts in that uh, era john cena dean ambrose aj styles enzo and Cass. don't don't forget that Incredible fall from grace. Everybody thought it was Enzo. It turns out Cass was maybe even the bigger asshole backstage. And now it's had this Mia culpa with it. And if he can come back and be vital and look good and wrestle good, I like that. That's a that's a meta narrative I'm into. Yeah, I think it is important to sort of see that, see those things and be like um, rooting for that. A guy who obviously went through... Uh, as you said, incredible fall from grace, probably some really dark times. Oh, um, but has every single tool really that you're looking for. And sort of like, if it all goes right and clicks, you it's pretty easy to see, as you said, just seeing him, you're like, well, easy to see how naturally like this works. He's like a powerhouse Hobbs tier, like, oh, that's immediately that's a guy you can do. I'm talking about if you had never seen big cast before in your life, you knew nothing about the story, you just saw W. Morrissey storm out tonight. Everyone would say, "Oh, you you could do something with that guy." Like it's obviously. Um, so we'll we'll see. I mean, I, I hope I don't know if somebody more uh, keyed into TNA can tell us if he's decent in ring or not at this point. Um, but get him in there with some other big guys. Let, let's see uh, six to eight minute off battles on TV with him. Sorry, back to the Marvez Osprey uh, portion. Don Callis steps in before William Osprey can say too much. And he puts over Will Ospreay, uh, talks about how he's actually a big fan. He hasn't been as excited for a match as tonight as the last time that Kenny and him locked up. Now, of course, he did end up eating the one-wing angel there. Don is quick to point out. But Don Cal is definitely planting the seeds of if Kenny's going to be babyface, which I think people are, it's tough to say right now because he, he's definitely, it's not obvious right now, but it's in play that he could be. And if he does go babyface, I think that does involve dropping Callus, planting some seeds for Callus managing Osprey. I don't think that's the end of the world. That's two pretty hateable dudes. Yeah, makes sense. And and somebody that can be uh, if you're not sure how long, how often Osprey is going to be around, somebody that can be a foil, a, a, you know, a foil for Kenny, and a guy that can yep. um, sell things and get things taken care of uh, in a pinch. I think it's I think it's a major tool. Callus we've seen many times a very vital piece of these little puzzles for these guys. No doubt about it. 
Um, and it's just sort of an interesting uh, framing entering tonight's match. Like this was the pre-match portion. Like this is what you got on the show teasing it. And it's like, oh, Callus likes Will Ospreay. And again, little shots that he's still Kenny's guy. Uh, but very clear that this isn't like a fully antagonistic relationship at this point. Mm-hmm. Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker are out to take on Tony Storm and Hikaru Shida. And I got to tell you, I, I like everything about the Tony Storm and Hikaru Shida tag team. I felt like there was almost a natural chemistry there uh, where, where I was like, oh, down the road, I wouldn't mind these two hanging out a bit more. I actually thought this was a pretty good match, in particular the Shida and Hayter sequences. They went back to it twice. Is I, maybe our chat's been ahead of me on this. I thought Jamie Hayter probably was the best in-ring worker tonight, and the, the chat's constantly praising her for that, and I thought in tonight's match she did shine. Uh, an absolute blast. Uh, really enjoyed it. Nice. The, the women's tag matches have really been good on the show, I was, uh, I've thought lately. Uh, what do you think of this one, these Zoos? Seems like maybe that's been the biggest boost that Storm has brought. She seems to, every time, like, she's that's twice now that she's been put in there with seemingly a random person. Yeah. And pretty quickly, you're like, damn, she's fucking really good at this. Um, so maybe there's something maybe there's something to that. I'm with you on Hater. I think they continue to uh she continues to shine sort of I don't want to say in spite of because obviously she's continues to be put in the situation, but yeah. Um how much in the air the will there ever be a turn or what that relationship is going to be um has always sort of been God, we've been talking about it for like two years. Like it feels like we've been talking that talking about that for a long time. Um when it does hopefully when it does happen it'll feel it'll feel effective i think she's um yeah i, I easy to stand out i think in the ring mm. yeah and, and that is how you want it like that's the best case scenario right uh i know everybody thinks that tony storm was going to beat santa rosa and as such she is the i've seen everybody picking tony storm to win this title you got to tune into ground floor zero this saturday because we can't we can't go through it all the way here but this saturday 10 a.m. in the West, one in the East. Slack's in the chat. He's going to be with me. Maddie's in the back. He's going to be with me. Uh, I think you can basically talk me into the building of any four. Yes, that's right, including Hikaru Shida winning this title on Saturday or on Sunday. I, I think there's there's plenty of reasons for reasons to put it back on Britt Baker. Do you anyway? Well, I'm going to get into the reasons, especially as it pertains to Jamie Hader on the Saturday show. But uh, if you think this is a lock for Tony Storm, I, I, I'm not there with you. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I'm pretty talked into Baker as well. I think it'll be red. It's going to be interesting one way or the other. Zangzone's working himself. <laughs> I mean, not going to be going down tomorrow on the rank down. That's where people are going to be working themselves. Back yeah. here tomorrow night, Thursday, 6 West, 9 East. Nick ranking the entire AW roster. And we move on to the Redeemer. And if there's a problem with AW booking, which there is, uh Miro is somebody who is being too sacrificed by it because this guy's so great in these moments that it's it's sort of like not that we take it for granted everybody knows he's good but it's like you could do so much more with this it's he, he, him here talking about how my god was so scared of me he made a deal with the devil to take me out and even that didn't work I don't know about you, Zoom's like all of this religious, uh, it's Miro versus the gods as this physical sort of tangible thing. It really works for me. And I don't think a lot of wrestlers could pull that off. I think a lot of you, you've Bray Wyatt this material and I'd be like a water weed dune hair. And I would have never guessed Miro is the guy that can anchor this. But then he's joined by Darby Allen, who is okay here. And then Sting. It's these three on the, the pre-show of the pay-per-view, uh, 
taking on the House of Black. What do you think, uh, Miro and the boys here, Zoops? Uh, you know, as much as I do sort of agree, Miro is is a great guy, a great talent, and it's being underused. This this style of promo for him for me is sort of almost getting a little bit like no matter how it and no matter how good it is, it just can't be this over and over again. It's just sort of sure. Like, I think House of Black got there with me as well. With it's just like I don't even I don't even care what they're saying anymore. I do like, get that. Yeah, I need something like the Darby Allen tattoo reveal, or I need something because like you you get you know the the extreme danger of it. Of course, is the Jay Lethal sat and I'm saying backstage promo where we're like it doesn't matter what they say or what's going on here. I just it got a little repetitive, and I want him to have forward momentum versus like cutting a very similar promo for four months and like appearing on screen twice. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, into the idea of the character, I would like to actually see him, uh, on dynamite a little bit more than, than the, the dark room promo talking about God. I'm definitely with you there too, especially on those last points. The live audience is just going to feed off of this guy. And is it weird zooms that I think in this six man, the wrestler that I'm most into is Brody King. Like Brody's that's the great. guy of this feud that has been elevated to me from from him and Darby's interactions and the promos and the the back and forth with Miro. I, I'm really taken with Brody King. I would uh, when Miro threw it out there tonight that Buddy and uh, Brody are too good for Malachi that they should leave him. I was like, what if what if he's close to right and Brody just leaves those two? Wouldn't hate it. I don't think it's gonna happen. But I was just like, there's there's definitely Brody King single shit to do. That I would get into. We get out uh, a, a piece of wrestling history here. The Jim Ross face to face. He here sat between Jungle Boy and Christian Cage. Jungle Boy, of course, getting swallowed <laughs> as they are bumbling back and forth. Uh, this, he's not doing terribly. It's just Christian is quite good and Jungle Boy is below average. And so he feels exposed in that way. He's not like horrid or anything and i actually loved the writing of this segment i don't know who was in charge of the direction here but i thought it was so savvy to have christian be like i was here for titles and money like this is this is junk like you're you're nothing i'm gonna blow through you be at the top of this card then jungle boy being like it's almost hard for me to hear that because this is actually way more complicated for me like i love you we spent a year together where you like there were like i this is i'm still coming to grips with having to fight you. I'm going to have to become something different to even approach that. Like, I don't even know if you're telling the truth in this instance and to really send this home at long last, he says, you won't be wrestling jungle boy on Sunday. You will be fighting Jack Perry. Here we go. Let's get it. Fireworks factory. Finally. What'd you haircut, think of the segment? Haircut. You think I would, but but I don't think he will. Yeah. But I okay. I, I yeah. Would. The best. The, it's the best of the segment since Jungle Boy's been back. Oh yeah. Yes. I don't. I don't know that the live crowd helped him either. Or the other. You know, but they were expecting one thing, and I don't know that it helped him. That it wasn't the massive thing that you know. It, we talked about it before. It played out so sloppily and so much worse than it should have and could have that I don't think um, it helped his work in front of the live crowds in the way that it should have. He had the whole summer basically to like sort of run with a little undercard story here. And it looked like it was going to get there with, with Christian and it didn't. And it really is such a shame because I, it's weird to think a year ago, I think our opinions were outright higher of jungle boy. 
uh, speaking specifically sure. to to you and I, and you would not think in this semi hot at points Christian feud that we'd be sort of eh on him in this big character change. But uh, credit words do. I think you should you should never wrestle as Jungle Boy again. You should always <laughs> fight as Jack Perry. Let's not. Yeah. I hope he's not going back to Jungle. If anything, do like uh, like Jr. says, Jungle Jack Perry. That's okay. Yeah. You want to be Jungle Jack? Okay, but uh, not not Boy. You know, still doesn't really make sense. But yes, yeah. I mean, it doesn't make perfect sense. But what does Zoobs? Not a lot. I, just this show. Just just you, me, and Maddie. I think it's the only thing I can think of. That's what's right in the world for me. FTR and Wardlow are out here for what I'll call the ultimate who's going to win match. Um, it's FTR and Wardlow, of course, a trios team on this coming Sunday's pay-per-view. And they're taking on uh, Silas Young, Ren Jones, and Vic Capri. <laughs> they won. Uh, they being FTR and Wardlow, of course. We're going to see him wrestle in a trios match. People hated when I was complaining last week so much about, can we just, like, I, I don't know what the fuck we're doing here. It's so stupid. F, why are uh, FTR and Wardlow, why are we doing old pinnacle shit? Why is FTR just not wrestling Motor City Machine Guns? And why is not Wardlow doing, like, an open challenge squash something on the pay-per-view? Instead, the, a trios match trios. on the same yeah. pay-per-view where you've got the trios final. I just, I don't know what the hell. I don't know why you, I don't know why you can't just feed people to Wardlow uh, and, you know, at least have FTR um, defending the ROH belts. Why don't, why don't they defend the ROH belts on the on the pay per view against Mercedes City Machine Guns or somebody? Wrestle for number one contendership in AEW. God, God knows, like you could do anything with it, anything but another trios match. <sighs> anyway, they're doing anyway. it. Yeah. You know, I'll watch FTR wrestle anybody, and I, and I of like. Of course, I, sure I like the have, machine guns, obviously, and I'm excited. I'm sure it'll have them. some great stuff. Yeah, I'm sure it'll have some great stuff. But but you could just have so much addition by subtraction here. I know. Wardlow's defending the TNT title on TNT on the go home show of the pay per view, and FTR's wrestling the Motor City Machine Guns in a in a number one contendership match. Yeah, Sammy Guevara fucked up the TNA title, cursing it, and now it curses whoever holds it. Yeah, the interim stuff and the implied sex in the title. It did ruin it. I think Cody even cursed it on the way up. We need the Redeemer. I think TNT is the title is a Cody thing. I think Cody's fucked this belt up pretty bad. Who is it in the chat? This was a couple weeks ago who said they would have Andrade beat Wardlow and then have Andrade go on a like a long wrestling TNT run. I sort of scoffed at the idea because I was like, ah, oh, it's it's too early to pull the pin on the Wardlow thing. But I I might I, you might have been right and I might have been wrong. Like you might want to actually get that thing off of him. And, and do that Andrade run like that. You might, you might've been right on that. Yeah. He's losing steam week to week. Well, they're, they're, and they're trying to pin him with the uh, FTR just to get any sort of cheers for him back. And, and I don't want to say like, he was over to this crowd. I don't want to make it, but like you can palpably feel that he isn't where he was when he squashed MJF. Remember squashed yeah. MJF. I was about to say Mox is back, but we talked about that. Yep. Oh, I mean, yeah, AW had some segments that were kind of off tonight. This next one was very weird. Uh, Tony Schiavone's backstage with Evil Uno and 10. Uh, and they say, okay, well, the, the attack happened on 10. So he's all fucked up and can't wrestle on Rampage. But don't worry. We got me, Evil Uno. Uh, and I'll, I'll sub in here. 
And then Andrade comes backstage and offers the, was it Uno? I couldn't understand if he's trying to hire Uno or 10. Yeah, this doesn't make a lot of sense. I, or maybe the whole Dark Order. I, I don't know. But, but I mean, it was Uno that had the money, but 10 was on the crutches. Regardless, Andrade's like, oh, well, maybe I'll buy you. They're insulted by this, but it doesn't matter because Andrade just beats the fuck out of Evil Uno, <laughs> taking him out of the trios match. Strange. Uh, I don't know. They had to write their way into the Hangman story, and they just like didn't bother to do it until the last minute. <laughs> like, shit, we better do this. Yeah, we, we really got to get to that. Um, and I do actually weirdly when they when there was physicality, I was like, I wouldn't mind an Andrade Evil Uno match. I would yeah. watch it. This is vintage. Um, this is a vintage Andrade skit. Everything that he's done backstage in this show just like makes no sense. <laughs> why, why is he the guy they keep trotting out for these weird things? You would have to ask somebody who knows. Trying to pay them to lose the masks. Yeah. Oh, was that it? That was what it was. I don't know. I was only paying attention. Oh, that's a good no, guess. He, he, want, he wanted a, uh, the the guy who's more svelte. He said you would look really good in a suit. So he got him money. He gave the other the bigger. Yeah, but then he handed. Yeah, that's what I mean. I felt like he was recruiting ten, but then he handed Uno the money. Well, to to Andrade's credit, I also get confused between the two because yeah. they do. I don't know. One in ten or only one digit different, I suppose. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, up next here, Roosh versus Ray Phoenix versus Dante Martin versus Willer Yuta. A lot, of, a lot of flying nothings in this match. A lot of flying nothings. <laughs> this is jumping at one another. Hit me with offense! Yeah, not, not my favorite thing in wrestling. Dante Martin at least does a corkscrew flying nothing, which I suppose is a little better. Yeah, a little um, We'll stank on it. I felt like I was the guy praising Dante Martin. Now I feel like I was wrong about that, too. I don't think I really like this guy. Jump, he jumps high, no? He jumps so high. His hang time's incredible. Leo rushed here. But in this match, I was just like, what's he, what are we doing? What's this guy wow. doing? Wow, you've turned. You've turned. I don't yeah. know. I just wasn't feeling him tonight. I feel like you've pulled, you also pulled, you've pulled closer back to your brawler roots. I think Punk being back has brought you back to your. You're, you're a brawler at heart, and I think you you dragged me into the mud with you. I was re, 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 the other week. I was, I was like, damn, knowing Josh has really made me appreciate the brawler style of wrestler versus oh. the, versus the moves guy. I, used to, I think I used to be a moves guy. Now I think I'm a brawler guy. What a nice thing to say. I that's nice. a really I will I will happily take that. Thank you, Zoops. Um, I've expressed on this channel some nerves about Roosh, like firsthand watching him at points where it's just like he's really calling it in here. I thought he was kind of awesome here. Uh, he also has more lead ass than I realized. This guy is not quite Mick Foley or Joey Janela, but he falls quickly. He he the, the opposite of Dante Martin. Dante Martin soaring, Rush's plancha. It's like it's like he's got a sack of lead in his ass, and I love it. That's that's a good trait for a wrestler for me, and I didn't realize this before tonight. And I thought he like him firing up as a babyface, which was a little weird. Like him and Andrade are heels right now, and he does like three separate huge babyface toss to giant reactions in this match. Um, Dante Martin was maybe the worst Frankensteiner on earth that I've ever seen. <laughs> it was so bad. Uh, bunch of flying nothings from Ray Phoenix, but saving the match, the technician with an insane seatbelt hook pin, actual catch wrestling. Will Yuta representing uh, the Ring of Honor Peer Championship and BCC picks up a very cool finisher. Did they put out the gif of that, Maddie, by chance? Maybe not. They don't cool like pin. to put finishes, unfin unfortunately. Love a cool pin. Yeah, it was so cool. 
thank you. I'm going to watch it again. I really liked it. <laughs> yeah. Be- beautiful. Womp. Yeah, it's Womp. pretty cool. <laughs> and it's it's very, uh, it's creative. Like, Colt Cabana is the only guy who pins off of a roll-up. And his is the worst thing anyone's ever seen, that top rope roll-up. It's, it's the worst thing. Uh, I, I If I'm Wheeler Yuta, I'm making this my gimmick. I'm the man of a thousand pins. Like I, it's all out of nowhere. I'm catching you. I don't need moves. I'm, I'm putting your, your shoulders to the mat. I thought it was very cool. And it got yeah. a huge pop after all these people jumping all around. Here's, there's not even a, a strike. And, uh, we a big pop at the finish. People like Wheeler Yuta. Uh, someone on Reddit pointing out that Mr. BCC Yuta keeps winning with the yeah. move that Chuck Taylor taught him. It's so, it's such a nice touch. I mean, what, what you want me to talk about? Do I do I think the the Chuck Taylor influence is maybe leading to why I like this so much? Well, a little bit, yeah. I would like you talking about that. <laughs> I was kind of hoping no one pointed out. <laughs> I love Either. Chuck Taylor. Yeah, guilty as charged. And I liked this match. I just thought there were like sequences of it. It's a weird match to have on this card where the main event is going to go so balls out work rate heavy and be way better that this fatal four way I thought was maybe just in a tough spot. Oh God, this part sucked too. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, John hungry and silver are backstage with Tony Schiavone. They're talking, they're saying they'll face whoever in the finals two verse three, which first of all, I'd fucking love to see it. I would love to see John hungry <laughs> and Alex Reynolds versus the elite. I mean, because the then spirit the trio's of the, match is going to be one minute. <laughs> the spirit of the tournament is that you, you know, shouldn't be able to change your team in tournament. That doesn't really make any sense. No, I mean, can you imagine if they're just like, oh, okay, I brought my pal Roman Reigns in for this one. I was like, can you do that? Yeah, right. Because if Why I was be... in a tournament like that, I would just go get Okada whenever I needed to win. Yeah. I'd say, where's he? Where, oh, oh, Okada's not. Okay, someone injure this guy, and I'll just, I'll just get Okada. <laughs> yeah. And then. Couple rainmakers and we all go home. Everyone just saying freebird rules. You're just, but they're just saying you're just saying freebird rules. What do you mean freebird rules? Yeah, th- you think these two freebird rules are not two guys holding three titles? It's two. It's an extra guy, and you're allowed to have anyone from it represent. This is the opposite of that. This is a caged bird. This is a a, a bird, bird rules. <laughs> who is who's in a cage and frozen in ice because of John Hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then in, I mean, AW, how, what a mishandling here. <laughs> Hangman comes back. Could you even make out fully what him and Hang- Hungry were saying back and forth? Like they I haven't. Ag- I would, yeah. I wish that I could get the big Hangman moments with any other two people in the world. Why is it always? <laughs> why, why is it backstage? Why is this not? Why is there not some sort of big angle where they are like, we need someone who will help us? And the crowd is like. Who? No, no, Hangman already said he wouldn't. Who can it be? Who can it be? And then Hangman's music hits, and he's full of piss and vinegar. It's like, my friends need me, and the crowd's coming alive. I couldn't even make out exactly what their exchange was for this Friday Rampage match. I know. I, brutal. Was this me? How is this How is this what Hangman is doing? So tough. CM Punk just called him out. He just had the... I, I know, obviously, we know it's building to Hangman against the Elite, but, like... I wish the dark order, the dark order, wasn't the wasn't the vehicle for this. The device that we're doing this with, yeah. And again, I don't think any single performer 
besides two of them, are that bad in Dark Order. It's just at this point, post Brody Lee's passing, rest in peace, like legitimately a great up on two years coming up on two years ago. It it was it's just going to be so hard to make that anything but babyface. And you've pigeonholed yourself with being like the elite main character, the being the elite main characters. It's like it can never be more than like this comedy, lighthearted thing. And I, I just am never going to like it. And it's so tonally out of whack with the best hangman. The best stuff out of hangman is not like, I don't know. This is me. Yeah. We get, uh, we heard one of these uh, officially made on Twitter earlier in the week, but we get uh, the full graphic showing us what's on zero hour. Of course, the free one hour pre-show before all out. That's a good stealing name. maybe stealing Come the on. name from pretty good name. McVander Huge summoned so late. Thanks, McVander Huge. Missed the show. Oh. Hope it was a good one. Love the glasses. There you go. All caught up. Show up. Hit a <laughs> sub. Compliment me. That's how it's done. Put that on a shirt. You know that. That's how you get it. You want your comment read aloud on this channel? That's uh, that's how you get it done. Thank you very much, McVander Huge, for the the sub. Always appreciate you. Um. Anyway, zero hour, and yeah, I'm with you, Matt. Uh, um, this show is going to be outstanding. Hook versus Cool Hand Ange, and I suspect he'll beat Ange and then move on to Daddy Magic, which is going to be great. Uh, and Eddie Kingston versus the fucking Stone Pitbull. Uh, Tomohiro Ishii showing up, <laughs> Crazy. having their rematch. Why the? F- I'll get into this on GF Zero, but like, why the fuck is this not on the pay per view? <laughs> well, I know the reason because some I think Bobby explained it in the Discord correctly, which is they probably can't be viewed as like rewarding Eddie after the past couple weeks. Well, they are though. <laughs> Just kidding. I mean, they're rewarding the goddamn yeah. fans. That's a reward. Getting getting Ishii. That's a reward. Night Scoots, man. Follow Scoots Brodo. Um, but I'm excited for both these matches. I won't watch Zero Hour because uh, I never do, but I'll definitely go back and watch these the the next day. Yeah, my attention span doesn't allow for another hour um, before whole, the pay per view. Your whole day. It's, it's your whole damn day at that point. Yeah, it's uh, when the pay per view kicks off. I'll be sitting at my pal Mike Nobles and I'll be ready, fresh minded to to take it all in. So, uh, but looking, I, I'm looking forward to watching that the day after for sure. That'll be a great and immortalized forever on YouTube. So right. you'll be able to watch that hour uh, the next day. It's going to be great. And now it's time for the main event. The Elite, the, the Elite, against Will Ospreay and Aussie Open. And folks, no one would look at this match and say, that's a J-Zero match. Not anyone would say that. Uh, I loved this one. I I thought the main event of Dynamite tonight was a fucking corker. The, the, the match opening with the the sky twister to the floor can you like that's such a big move <laughs> like that's wrestle kingdom main event finishing sequence move uh and that basically opened this match in the first three four minutes for sure uh it opened up with an osprey kenny slug fest which i don't think is i think it's a nice uh approach for those two who have jawed so much back and forth even though they are such graceful power moves guys they started with the no let me get my hands on this guy we are fighting right now which i think is important to do in stories like these uh i got caught up in this one and was uh pumped by the end of it I, it was the chat with me on this and then where were you zoos i mean you have guys that are just experts at this craft i mean last week as well this, this is two weeks in a row like where you can you can sort of hand will osprey and ozzy open the main event 
trios and be like, just give us exactly, you know, give us 25 minutes of of just like pure great wrestling. And, and it's really easy to hand, I think, these guys at this time, um, this slot and tell them to make the most out of it. So, um, yeah, a great, a great mix of talents. And, and it continues to be nice to see Kenny. Kenny versus uh, Will does feel special. It does feel yeah. like a bigger thing. It does feel like something that I think um, looking forward to seeing pay off with the growth that we've seen from Osprey and with the opposite from Kenny, the like, maybe he's slowing down the like, or the build back up process. I think it's good. And, you know, as you said, sometimes you forget like, then they had Will Ospreay in the main event of this show two weeks in a row. Now that's pretty wild. And he feels big time. He feels like he fits in. I totally agree with Hardboiled Yeg here saying bonkers match and the Osprey Omega animosity was the the thorough line. And I completely agree with that. Uh, Bob real saying it would be so cool to see Kenny it will actually happen in New Japan. Yeah, I would watch that wherever. If New Japan this year is Osprey, Omega, and Punk Tanahashi on it, I will see you all in Japan. It's pretty wild. Uh, absolutely loved this one. Osprey, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way. Uh, I should really learn the names of Aussie Open, but uh, Osprey bails as Kenny Omega hits a one-winged angel on one of the members of Aussie Open for the win here, moving on to the next round. Loved this one. Thought this was a, a, a you know a fun spot fest. Not that you know I, I like that sort of terminology all that much, but in that category, uh, I thought I thought this was a gas. Yeah, great showing from Osprey and Aussie Open. Two weeks in a row of like really top, oh, yeah. really top level trios. You, you can't tell me that this six man didn't leave you thinking, okay, well, what if it was Osprey Kenny at the pay per view though? You know, mm-hmm. like it's like that's what you want. Isn't it? A six man, you know, who cares? One man solving their differences without their friends. And that was Dynamite Zooms. That was tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite. Wild. Love the big ass guy. The big ass, Billy Gunn, presumably. Big ass Um, guy. Zooms, you know, I like to do this at the end of the Nasty Casty version of our show uh, for pay-per-views. Nasty Casties, we're calling on you this weekend. If you're going to come out for something, Come out for our Sunday night post-pay-per-view show. Monday's a holiday. We want to hear from you. This is where we get the calls from people to go, oh, these people are listeners? Oh, I've never, I, there's not a chatter. There's not a person I normally see. And we love hearing from the new voices. The moment AEW's All Out 22 ends, get off your normal download and ass, head to the computer, head to twitch.tv slash wrestling brain, and come join the party. Because how long are we going on Sunday? Till 7 a.m. local time. You're in the East. No, I was talking, sorry, 10 for you, 7 for me. <laughs> yeah, what, a 12 hour stream, I suppose. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but you go, well, we'll see you hopefully on Sunday, Nasty Cassius. But if not, please remember to rate, review, subscribe, follow us on Spotify, all that good stuff. Uh, and until we talk to you next, love and energy. Zoobs. Got it for you, my big brother. That is it for me. I got to take my dog out and go to bed. I felt like you were on fuego tonight. Thank you. I'm just reflecting your glory. Stop this. Uh, Cannot wait. We'll talk about the rest of the week after we let Zoobs go. Anything you want to say to the people? uh, You'll be talking to them, of course, on Sunday again, Zoobs. But anything you'd like to say to them uh, as uh, you head off to sleep? Please come out and support uh, Rankdown tomorrow. It, it, we we pay so much to get Nick at a retirement back on the channel. It's like the whole. We don't know if the channel will survive if people aren't 
going nuts for Nick on Thursday. Yeah, Zoobs and I both gave him 25% of our half for a combined 50% of our halves uh, to Nick for just doing the rank down. So uh, think of that. Hell, no, I gave him my whole share. Is that, yeah. Uh, sorry, Matt? I said I gave him my whole share. Yeah. I didn't give yeah. him anything. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, uh, handing over zero is more of a you know thoughts and prayers kind of situation, I suppose. Yeah. But uh, Zoobs, we love you. Uh, and uh, can't wait to take in all out and chat about it with you in a couple weeks or in a couple days, rather. And Saturday show is going to be awesome. So that's it. Love and energy. Love and energy, big brother. All the weekend. All the weekend. All the weekend.